Hello dear students. Welcome to this podcast of Army Public School Delhi Can. This is your host Anita Chandel from Biology Department. The podcast is on the topic human reproduction in continuation with my previous podcast. Today I am going to talk about gametogenesis and menstrual cycle. The primary sex organs, the testes in males and the ovaries in females produce gametes that is sperms and ovum respectively by the process called gametogenesis. In testes, the immature male germ cells that is spermatogenia produce sperms by spermatogenesis that begins at puberty. The spermatogonia present in the inside wall of seminiferous tubule multiply by mitotic division and increase in number. Some of these spermatogonia are now called primary spermatocyte which will periodically undergo meiosis. After completing the first meiotic division, it leads to the formation of two equal haploid cells called the secondary spermatocyte which now have 23 chromosomes each. The secondary spermatocyte undergo the second meiotic division to produce equal four equal haploid spermatids. The spermatids are transformed into spermatozoa and this process is known as spermiogenesis. After spermiogenesis, the sperm heads become embedded in Sertoli cells and are finally released from seminiferous tubule by the process called spermiation. Students, there are three terminologies which I have just told you, spermatogenesis which is a formation of sperms, spermiogenesis which is transformation of spermatids into spermatozoa and the final term which I told you was spermiation which is the release of sperms from seminiferous tubule. Now let's talk about the hormonal control of spermatogenesis. Spermatogenesis is initiated at the age of puberty by the gonadotropin releasing hormone which is also known as GnRH secreted by hypothalamus. The increased level of GnRH stimulates the anterior pituitary which then secretes FSH which is follicle stimulating hormone and LH luteinizing hormone. FSH stimulates Sertoli cells to secrete some factors which help in spermiogenesis and LH acts on Leydig cells which cause the secretion of testosterone the androgens from the testes which will help in the process of spermatogenesis. Moving on to the structure of sperm or spermatozoa, let's examine it. It consists of four parts, the head, neck, middle piece and tail enveloped by a plasma membrane. Head is the enlarged end of the sperm containing a large haploid nucleus that is the condensed chromatin body and is capped by acrosome. Acrosome contains hydrolytic enzyme that will help in dissolving the membranes of ovum for fertilization. The middle piece it contains a large number of mitochondria that provides energy for the movement of tail that facilitates sperm mortality essential for fertilization. The tail consists of axial filament surrounded by plasma membrane and it helps sperms to swim in a fluid medium. A human ejaculates about 2 
hundred to three hundred million sperms during a single coitus. The se- uh, seminal plasma, along with the sperm, constitute semen. Children, here I would like to add that for a normal fertility, at least sixty percent of sperms must have normal shape and size, and at least forty percent of them must show vigorous motility. Let's talk about oogenesis now. The process of formation of a mature female gamete is called oogenesis. It occurs in the ovaries and it begins at during the early embryonic stage when couple of millions uh, gamete mother cell or oogonia are formed within each fetal ovary. No more oogonia are formed or added after birth. These cells they start division and enter into prophase one of the meiotic division and temporarily get arrested at a stage called primary oocyte. Each primary oocyte then gets surrounded by layers of granulosa cell and is now known as the primary follicles. A large number of these follicles degenerate during the phase from birth to puberty. Therefore, by the time A female reaches puberty. She has only sixty thousand to eighty thousand primary follicle left in each ovary. Now these primary follicles starts getting surrounded by more layers of granulosa cells and a new theca, and now known as secondary follicle. Now secondary follicle will get soon transformed into tertiary follicle, which is characterized by a fluid filled. cavity known as antrum it is very important to draw your attention that it is at this stage that primary oocyte within the tertiary follicle will grow in size and complete the first meiotic division but this is an unequal division resulting in the formation of large haploid secondary oocyte and a tiny first polar body the tertiary follicle further changes into mature graafian follicle the secondary oocyte forms a new membrane called zona pellucida surrounding it the graafian follicle now ruptures to release the secondary oocyte from the ovary by the process called ovulation students here i would like to uh, stress upon the fact that you must go through your ncert book and learn all the diagrams which are given in the book for example figure 3.6 where the structure of sperm is given you must learn the diagram from the book then 3.7 which is a diagrammatic sectional view of ovary where various stages of follicular development has been shown and schematic representation of spermatogenesis and oogenesis students i would like to enhance on the fact that there is a marked difference between spermatogenesis and oogenesis uh, to begin with spermatogenesis starts at puberty whereas oogenesis begins in the fetal ovaries as you can see that there is equal division in case of spermatogenesis with all four haploid spermatozoa equal in size whereas when we see in oogenesis there is unequal division you have a large secondary oocyte and a tiny uh, polar body and then when the secondary oocyte will encounter a sperm it will div- uh, uh, it is going to complete meiosis 2 and form a large ovum and a tiny second polar body now let's talk about menstrual cycle 
The first menstruation begins at puberty and it is known as menarche. In human females, menstruation is repeated at an average interval of about 28 to 29 days and the cycle of events starting from one menstruation till the next one is called menstrual cycle. When we talk about menstrual cycle, it can be divided into four phases. These phases are namely the menstrual phase. During menstrual phase, the soft tissue of endometrial lining of uterus disintegrate and causes bleeding. The unfertilized egg and soft tissue are discharged. This may last for 3 to 5 days. Next is the follicular phase or proliferative phase. The primary follicles in the ovary grow and become fully mature graphian follicle. The endometrium of the uterus is regenerated due to secretion of LH and FSH from the anterior pituitary and the ovarian hormone estrogen. This lasts for about 10 to 14 days. Next is the ovulatory phase. Because of the rapid surge of LH, which is also known as LH surge, it induces rupture of graphene follicle, thereby leading to ovulation or release of ovum. It lasts for, say, only about 48 hours. And then comes the luteal or secretory phase. In this phase, the ruptured follicle changes into corpus luteum in the ovary and it begins the secretion of hormone progesterone. The endometrium thickens further and the, their glands secrete a fluid into the uterus. If ovum is not fertilized, corpus luteum undergoes degeneration and this causes disintegration of endometrium leading to menstruation. Estrogen and progesterone level rise during this phase. It lasts for say a day. During pregnancy all the events of menstrual cycle stop and there is no menstruation. The menstrual cycle permanently stops in female at the age of 50 years. This is called menopause. The cyclic menstruation is an indicator of a normal reproductive phase and extends between menarche and menopause. Students, here I would like to throw light on the figure 3.9 given in your NCRT book which is a diagrammatic representation of various events during a menstrual cycle. You must learn this diagram and you have to see that it has been divided into four different uh, parts one is your pituitary hormone levels the ovarian events the ovarian hormone levels and uterine events the question may be asked as such from uh, pituitary hormone levels asking you why there is a rise and what is the result of this rise in uh, pituitary hormone levels or you might be asked question on um, follicular development which are the ovarian events you might be asked questions from ovarian hormonal level that why estrogen is uh, released before progesterone now we know that estrogen is really secretion of estrogen is taking place because of the uh, follicular development okay the growing follicles are also secreting estrogen and progesterone are releasing later on because the source of progesterone are the uh, corpus luteum which is formed after the rupture of graphene follicle so such questions can be asked so go through these diagrams and learn the diagram from your ncrt book so today we studied about gametogenesis that is spermatogenesis oogenesis structure of sperm and we talked about menstrual cycle 
Hope you have understood. We will continue with this podcast on chapter 3. In my next podcast, I am going to talk about fertilization, implantation, pregnancy, embryonic development and parturition. Uh, stay home, stay safe and keep on studying. Have a good day. Thank you. Hello dear students welcome to this podcast of Army Public School Telikan this is your host Anita Chandel the podcast is on the topic human reproduction in continuation with my previous podcast today's topic is fertilization implantation pregnancy embryo development and parturition let's begin with fertilization the process of fusion of sperm with an ovum is called fertilization during coitus semen is released by the penis into the vagina by the process known as insemination the motile sperms will swim rapidly through the cervix enter into the uterus and reach the ampulla region of the ovita a sperm comes in contact with the zona pellucida layer of the ovum and induces changes in the membrane to block the entry of additional sperm therefore polyspermia is always avoided in humans The enzymes of acrosome of the sperm help to dissolve zona pellucida and plasma membrane of ovum and the sperm head is allowed to enter into the cytoplasm of ovum that is the secondary oocyte okay ultimately the diploid zygote is produced by the fusion of sperm and ovum here i want to stress upon the fact that the moment Uh, sperm enters it induces the completion of meiotic division of secondary oocyte the second meiotic division is also unequal results in the formation of second polar body and a haploid ovum that is ooted soon the haploid nucleus of sperm and that of ovum fuse together to form a diploid zygote children you must understand when the sperm get transported to the ampulla the ovum also needs to be there simultaneously that is why if either of the two gametes is not there there will be no fertilization this is the reason why not all copulation leads to fertilization and pregnancy moving on to the next topic that is implantation now the zygote will divide rapidly by meiotic mitotic division as it moves through the isthmus of the oviduct towards uterus this is called cleavage as a result 2 4 8 16 daughter cells are produced which are now termed as blastomeres embryo with 8 to 16 blastomere is called morula The morula continues to divide and transform into a large mass of cells called blastocyst which passes further into the uterus. The blastomere and the blastocyst are arranged into an outer layer called trophoblast and inner group of cells attached to the trophoblast called the inner cell mass. trophoblast layer gets attached to the cells of endometrium and the inner cell mass give rise to the embryo 
After attachment, the cells of endometrium will divide rapidly and cover the blastocyst. So, the blastocyst now gets embedded in the endometrium of the uterus and this process is called implantation which leads to pregnancy or in other simpler word we can say now the female is pregnant. Now next stage is pregnancy and embryo development. The cells of the trophoblast will differentiate into inner and outer layer. The outer layer is called chorion which forms chorionic villi which are the finger like projection which that grow into the endometrium. An intimate connection is established between chorionic villi and uterine tissue and forms a structural and functional unit between the developing embryo and maternal body called the placenta. Let's throw some light on the function of placenta. Number one, it provides nutrients and oxygen to the developing embryo. Second, it removes carbon dioxide and waste material from the embryo. Also, it acts as an endocrine tissue and produces several hormones like your HCG, which is your human chorionic gonadotropin, your HPL, human placenta lactogen, estrogen, progesterone that are essential for maintenance of pregnancy. An umbilical cord connects the placenta with the embryo that helps in the transport of substances to and fro from the embryo. Now, the inner cell mass. Inner cell mass of the blastocyst will develop into three layers. Outer is ectoderm, inner is endoderm and the middle layer is known as the mesoderm. The inner cell mass contains cells called stem cells that have the potency to give rise to all tissues and organs. After one month of pregnancy, the embryo heart is formed. You must have seen the doctors using stethoscopes to hear the heartbeat. By the end of second month of the pregnancy, fetus develops limbs and digits. By the end of third month, most of the organ systems are formed. Appearance of hair on head and fetus, um, fetal movement are observed during the fifth month. After six months, the body is covered with fine hair eyelids and eyelids separate and eyelashes are formed. By the end of nine months of pregnancy, the fetus is completely developed and is ready for delivery. So, here I would like to insist on the fact that heart is formed within a month of the pregnancy and within the, uh, f- uh, the first trimester, the, uh, the major organs the external genitalia are developed. So, the sex of the unborn fetus is known even during the first trimester. Okay, moving on to the next topic that is the parturition and lactation. The average duration of human pregnancy is about 9 months which is called as the gestation period. The act of expelling the full term fetus from mother's uterus at the end of the gestation period is called parturition. It is induced by a complex neuroendocrine mechanism. The parturition signals originate from fully developed fetus and placenta which induce mild uterine contraction and this process is known as fetal ejection reflex. This triggers the release of oxytocin from the maternal pituitary. Students, you must understand here 
where is the signal going they are going to the maternal pituitary and what is the maternal pituitary going to release that is they are going it is going to secrete the oxytocin hormone oxytocin which induces stronger uterine muscle contraction which leads to expulsion of baby from the uterus through the birth canal so this is a kind of a chain reaction the oxytocin is going to cause stronger and stronger uterine uh, contraction which will stimulate further secretion of oxytocin and this stimulatory reflex between uterine contraction and oxytocin secretion continues resulting in stronger and stronger contraction till it leads to the expulsion of the baby out of the uterus through the birth canal students now after the uh, baby is born the uh, the placenta also gets expelled out of the uterus the mammary glands of female undergoes differentiation and starts producing milk at the end of the pregnancy and this is known as lactation this helps the mother in feeding the newborn the milk that comes out of the mammary glands during the initial days of lactation is known as the colostrum it is a very important milk because it contains several antibodies and nutrients for the baby and it provides passive immunity to the newborn breastfeeding is recommended by doctors for bringing up a healthy baby i hope you have understood fertilization implantation uh, embryonic development parturition and lactation with this we come to the end of my podcast on human rep- uh, reproduction that is chapter 3 in my uh, next podcast i am going to take up chapter 4 stay inside stay safe and keep on listening to my podcast thank you have a good day